Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility, and from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. And it's also easy to visit YouBreakIFix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. I am Shade Parham, joined by the lovely Glenn Bedside Brat, Pogue, and Chels Pinky. What's going on, guys? What's up, sis? Hi. What's good? What's good? Um, I'm really curious to know what y'all are leaving on bed and replying to. I definitely want to hear from Chelsea because she just got back from a little lover's trip. Yeah, a lover's trip. No, I went to Turks. That's why I'm so bronze. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got you got something going on more than I'm, most times. I'm very dark right now. You just can't tell through this light. But um, you gotta text us the screenshots. I need to see the the tan lines. Well, I barely have any because I was like jumping in the pool topless. I was, you know, wearing a little thong bikini. So not many tan lines here. My whole body's brown. Living her best life. We love to hear it. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. How is the hair so laid though? I just did it this morning. (laughs) Okay. I was like, that, that don't make no sense. (laughs) I did it this morning. I'm like learning to go on vacation without like getting braids and like making it a whole thing. Like just yeah. brush, bring a brush and some gel and figure it out. Um, <laughs> but should I start read or reply? Yes, please. Um, read or reply. I thought that was your reply. I'm not lying, but maybe that's because Glenn put that on you. Yeah, and I was so better. eager. <laughs> um, Chelsea, remind the listeners how we play on read or reply. Or like how it works. Yeah. So Red or Reply is this game that we always play. So when you get a text message in your group chat, if it's whack, you might leave it on red. If you're here for it, you'll reply. So on red is thumbs down. Reply is thumbs up. So this week I am putting the LAPD officers who were circulating this Valentine's Day card that said, you take my breath away with a picture of George Floyd. Like, girl, what? so disgusting like so insensitive he still has a daughter that's alive he still has family that's alive um just 
just terrible. And I, I mean, I'm, I want to say I hope they get fired, but we know how this how this works. Um, but just want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. And I'm really sorry that his family has to relive this um, now that some dumbasses um, want to circulate a Valentine's Day card. Um, so I'm sorry about that. What I am replying to is my new, oh my God, my watch band, but Sade rushed me, so I don't even have it. But I got the Apple watch band that's like red, green, and black for Black History Month because I'm so black. Hey, Eidos, 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 Eidos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot. She got that goddamn Black History Month band. <laughs> no, I was actually literally, I mean, I'm still replying to it because it's like very cute and I've been getting a few compliments, but I'm, I was bullied into buying it by a white man. Yeah. Girl, I, well, he was like, you really need this. Have so you, checked, have you to, seen the new band? I was trying to figure out what band. And he was like, so we got this new band for Black History Month. And I was like, how am I going to tell this white man? No <laughs> like what I look like saying, no, thanks. I don't want the Black History Month band. Give me the pink one. I had to get it. No, maybe that would have been progressive. Nah. Like, no, thanks. It's either us. You think white people are getting it? Maybe. Maybe to show their solidarity. Doubt it. And if they did, that might be a little strange. Um, But anyways, love my band. And if you're getting an Apple Watch, consider supporting the Black History Month band. Black Unity. I'm here for it, girl. Okay. Um, (laughs) Glenn. Um, (laughs) Putting up fists. I'm going to reply this week to Valentine's Day. I've decided that that is one of my favorite holidays. I think it is such a sweet holiday. I know y'all are making faces. I I just think like a holiday dedicated to love is kind of iconic. I I think it's like so sweet. Um, And love of all, in all forms. And I also think that this year, because of the pandemic and people are in the crib, like, I think people were really just looking for a reason to celebrate. So people were sending me, like, signing off their emails with Happy Valentine's Day. And I'd never seen anything like that before. But I kind of love that, like, oh, we're just all sharing love. People were all posting, like, iconic pictures of couples throughout history on their feeds. All sorts of couplings. Really beautiful. Um. I just, I think it's really sweet. I love it. it. It definitely felt like a progressive Valentine's Day. Definitely. I sent my mom a card, my best what? friend a card. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that I love, but in terms of progressive, well, you know what? I think I was affording, the, affording, avoiding the internet because it was kind of blowing mine because it was very ratchet on my side. It was like, look at my new bag. Look at my new shoes. And I was like, I hate is, that. Yeah. I was like, this is the ghetto. I can't. So um, I was leaning uh, away from IG that day, a little triggering since I am still blocked by my ex. Actually, I don't think I'm blocked. I don't know. Whatever. But um, you know what? That's beautiful, Glenn. You put a spin on it. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, real quick, my ex, uh, some listeners might recall, we had a whole debacle around Valentine's Day, too. That was such a good episode. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. Valentine's Day and Lackluster and words <laughs> exactly that started the beginning of our downfall why did this young man post a picture because basically he among many things said that i didn't get him a good valentine's day gift he posted a picture of a heart external hard drive and wrote over top of it this is a now this is what i call a good birthday um valentine's day gift thanks babe shut up you're lying i'm dead ass 
who is he with now girl and he's still thinking about you that's i'm I'm like was that shade that feels a little yeah because you know him (laughs) he a little he's a messy kind of petty correct (laughs) correct so anyway but see i won't let none of that shade touch me valentine's day is a beautiful holiday um i am going to leave on red motherfucking donald trump's acquittal um in these impeachment trials as you said to your point earlier chelsea with this card like thinking that these knowing that these cops and the lapd are not going to get um arrested i mean fired um i this news is not surprising to me but it's like god fucking damn for real y'all which i guess means that he could run again now correct i guess but i think they're still trying to like pin stuff on him i don't know did you guys see mitch the turtle uh mcconnell he was like i I was watching cnn that day by chance and he was kind of alluding to still like catching donald and some prosecuting him for other things so i don't know maybe they just were like this is not the fish we're going to fry and i think a lot of republicans had issues with it because of the precedent that it would set set but i don't know i don't know Mm. well i don't know i heard that uh, once he gets back to new york i think our good sis tish james is going to put him under the fire so you know lock him up lock him up however you can get him get him but anyway shade what are you leaving on red and replying to this week yes yes this week i am leaving the rachel Lindsay bashing on red if you all do not know rachel Lindsay was the first black bachelor red actually the first black bachelor lead ever and recently interviewed the host chris harrison about allegations against a contestant i am not going to give any energy to the situation what the young lady did or what chris said you all can go look that up on your own but what i will bring light to is that we are not going to disrespect black women in 2021 y'all can leave that shit elsewhere okay like don't bring it to around me don't bring that energy to me i don't like it i don't want to see it and Just because Rachel is bringing light to the situation and having the discourse, which is what you dumb motherfuckers need, now her comments are getting blown up by trolls saying that she does the most, the woke police, this, that, and the third, where like she was actually, in my opinion, very kind to Chris during the interview and was just trying to have a conversation. Yeah. He was the one acting crazy. So yeah, she was super kind to him. She was super kind. And I'm like, what, how, how is she now getting backlash and getting bashed in her comments and people saying she's a black bitch, this, that, and the third. It's, it's very disrespectful and it's very nasty. It's just such bullshit. She's doing her fucking job. And they're like, you should be grateful. He got you a husband. Fuck all of that. Yes, Ew. I saw comments that said that. He's just I did. Host. Correct. He didn't do it's anything. Ridiculous. The man said nonsense. That has nothing to do with her. He opened up his mouth and said nonsense. Why are you coming at her? Maybe he buys the roses, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they really were caping for this man. I was like, ugh, ugh, hate it, hate it. Anywho, um, on a positive note. I am replying to the album of our 
guests. If you all don't know, we spoke to Robin Thicke and we're really excited for you to hear. And we got a sneak peek of Robin's new album on earth and in heaven, which is out now. It's amazing. I have been a Robin fan since the Lost Without You days. And he's definitely gone back to his roots on this one. Um, I really like the Lola song, Lola Mia, which is an ode to his daughter and his single Take Me Higher, which was produced and like worked on by Pharrell. And you can definitely hear that Pharrell, like N-E-R-D, Neptune sound. So I highly recommend you all go listen to the album and stay tuned because coming up, we are speaking to Mr. Thick himself. Is anyone's hotline blingity, blick, 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 blingy? Mm, girl, my phone is dry, dry, dry. I thought you were, I thought you were um, mm-hmm, getting approved mm-hmm, by oh, your yeah. man's I didn't give February. That, that update. I am, I've missed, <laughs> the deadline has passed on the two week uh, little time limit I was given before I could see the young man that I'd be seeing sometimes. We weren't sure if he had the coronavirus or like what was happening, but as I suspected, he was working on a project and he needed to be focused. So now he's back in my phone. He actually texted me the, with this. Uh, I can't. It's so I can't. Never mind. Um, Salacious? Yeah. Back in my phone. No, just like just speaking of romance, just like just his like little lines. And they're like hilarious. Well, that's your fake boyfriend. So he <laughs> should be hitting you with some lines. That's what you like. Oh, my God. Yeah, Um. I know. I, and I was actually in this moment where I was like, for a while because we weren't speaking like here and there off and on I was also really busy so we were texting each other we kept missing each other and then he texted me over the weekend and I wrote back like right away he was like oh damn that was really fast and I was like oh yeah I happened to be looking at my phone he's like oh like is that an awe moment (laughs) to me it is oh you were literally like rude by saying I happened to be looking at my phone is that rude not rude but it's definitely not like awe I mean, it's like, it's I wasn't rude. checking for your text. I just happened to look at my phone. It's weird when people say, wow, that's a, you text back quick. Yeah, that was rude too. Correct. So I had to come back with a little tip, tip. Um, so fuck, I forgot why I was saying that he messaged me, but, oh, I was thinking that like, I was just kind of off it. Um, I could definitely be like an out of sight, out of mind kind of bitch. But as soon as the conversation started flowing, I was just, you're back, back in. in, back in. Lord have mercy. Well, the saga continues. Year 58. (laughs) No shade. No shade. shade. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. This week, um, I'm going to switch it up on you guys. And I know we love a black girl doing shit, but I actually have a black man doing shit. Connects with the theme of our show and our guest. Um... I wanted to highlight the late Andre Harrell, who sadly passed away last year. I believe he had heart complications, but he was just a legendary producer, a mentor to some of our favorites and just all around brought you like without him, there would be like no Diddy. And without him, there'd be none of some of our favorite artists. So I wanted to give him his flowers and um, it just felt like it was right. Uh, with that being a big mentor and our guest Robin Thicke's life. So shout outs um, and, and love, rest in peace to Andre Harrell. And now let's jump into the group chat because I am ready to hear from Mr. Thicke. I want to see if he going to sing, if he going to 
you know, what's he going to do? All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. All right. Welcome to the group chat, Mr. Robin Thicke. He is a five-time Grammy Award nominee, diamond-selling performer, actor, entrepreneur, philanthropist. You know he makes hits and made history with 2013's Blurred Lines, which spent 12 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. He's teamed up with Kendrick, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, Nas, and many more amazing artists, and has expanded his presence to the Fox hit show The Masked Singer, which is heading into its fifth season for 2021. Presenting the same bold, bright, and boisterous R&B that turned him into a household name, he now ascends to new heights with his eighth full-length album and debut for Lucky Music and Empire, On Earth and In Heaven, which is out now. Without further ado, welcome to the Black Girls Texting Group Chat, Robin Thicke. Thank you so much. Yes! Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. So before we jump into the questions and we put you into the hot seat, okay. we'd like to have a little icebreaker. We're going to break the ice. Okay. So we're going to play a quick game of this or that. I'm going to name some songs, artists that I'm sure you're familiar with, in addition to some scenarios. And I want to know when is the most appropriate time to play that song? So okay. first off, we have Sunday at Home with the Family. Are you choosing Sunday Mornings, Maroon 5, or a Sunday Kind of Love, Etta James? Oh, well, you know, I love me some Maroon 5, but uh, you, can't, you, can't, uh, you can't mess with Etta James, you know. That's, that's, uh... You know what I'll do is I'll say we'll definitely start Sunday off and we'll finish Sunday with Etta. But maybe during yes. the afternoon, maybe while we're having the pool party, doing the barbecue, we'll throw on a little Maroon 5, you know, but we start and finish with Etta. <laughs> love I love it. I like that. I like that. That's the way to go. All right. The song to get everybody ready to go out. Where the party at Jagged Edge or This Is How We Do It, Montel Jordan. Oh, well, you know, to me, um, um, where the party at is on the way to the party. Because you're actually asking, you know, you're like, you in the cl- you in the car, oh, or you get you getting raised. You're like, where the party? Oh, we going to find this mug. You know what I mean? You got to, you you know, you're ready to go find the party. But when you're in the spot and you already had your drinky drink and you you somebody's holding your purse, that's when <laughs> this is how we do it comes on. You know what I mean? Yes. That's a hold my purse jam. You know what I mean? I love the context. I love the context. <laughs> Baby, okay. hold my purse. <laughs> We talked a little bit about this offline, New York dating, it's tragedies, but sometimes we have a good time. So when it's time to get it in, is it how does it feel, D'Angelo, or nobody, Keith Sweat? Oh, well, you know what? I um, I love Keith Sweat, obviously. Make it last forever. Keith Sweat made some of the most classic jams, but I used to play D'Angelo albums at the beginning of the after party. You know what I mean? I would warm Mm. up the after party with uh, D'Angelo's two albums, his first two albums. So I got to go with D'Angelo, some voodoo, absolutely. Yes, correct. This is a D'Angelo podcast. So yeah. oh, you know that. Yeah. How I learned that I liked boys was the D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> it opened my eyes. Right? The world. Oh my gosh. You well, thanks existed. for playing. We've clearly yeah. aged ourselves and we wanted to show you we know our stuff. So we had to pull <laughs> out some hits. But we really, really loved hearing your album. We got a little taste. And just overall, something we've noticed about your music is that it has such a classic sound can you share with our listeners where some of your inspiration comes from well you know i guess it just comes from uh playing with live musicians you know and i my uh 
grandfather was a jazz trumpet player and his father was a jazz trumpet player, which means they were struggling jazz trumpet players, you know, uh, they were struggling <laughs> musicians. So I come from a long line of struggling white musicians playing black music, you know, <laughs> that's pretty much what uh, we do. But no, I, I think um, I have a lot of jazz music in my family. My mom, obviously, she was uh, uh, into soul singers. She would play Aretha and uh, and Whitney Houston in the house all the time. And she uh, also was into Broadway and stuff. So I got a little bit of that showy, you know, that, that onstage showiness from my mom. But uh, in, the, in the end, I think it's really just writing with musicians and being a singer-songwriter myself. Before I was ever a performer, I was a singer-songwriter. So it comes from the musicianship um, more than... Um, um, trying to stay with the modern sounds. I really like hearing all that different musicianship, you know, the imperfections of music. Yeah, there's so much soul. Um, also, I can tell you love music because it seemed like you never wanted to like give away any of the songs from this or that. You were connected <laughs> to all. So I have about like five weddings that I'm going to this summer because okay. we're like 20 something year olds. Everyone's getting paired up. Yeah, it's like starting. All of our friends are having kids now. Yeah, it's starting. So what are your top three wedding songs of all time? You have to oh, pick three. Oh, definitely. Uh, adore you. Definitely Prince. Uh, Until the Oh, my God. Time, yes. Be there for you. I mean, come on. You Ooh. know, definitely, definitely right in there. Um, maybe uh, uh, it's a little hokey. Maybe uh, let me come with some a little more fly than that. Oh, you know, <laughs> that was fly. No, no, that one was good. No, I was thinking about another song I was about to mention, but I wanted to come up with something a little cooler for a wedding song. You know, though, what is definitely a, has to be at every wedding is to the left, to the left, to the, left, <laughs> to, the, to the right. You can't have a wedding. Absolutely. That Cupid shuffle. <laughs> yeah, the Cupid, that's what it is there. The Cupid shuffle is definitely an all-time wedding classic now. Um, and then uh, I want to say uh, Let's Stay Together. You know, Ooh, yeah. Al Green, there's some just about the simplicity of that. And like, and, you know, even if two people are getting married and they don't know how to dance, you know, you can make that look smooth, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good one. It reminds me of uh, Obama singing. Right. Singing it. Like, do you remember that moment? Oh, my God. That's Mr. Cool himself. It, it, just when, when any of us thought we were cool, Barack Obama showed up and <laughs> shut <laughs> us all down. <laughs> you mentioned earlier, Robin, that you come from a long line of white artists, making black music yes. um, and I was talking to Shade about this the other day I was like yeah you know I think people say Robin Thicke is, has blue-eyed soul and she's like I've never even heard of that term what is that and yeah. I was just curious if um, I guess how how you've grappled with making music well, in this industry and if I you've think... ever felt like late like how you've uh, I guess, understand yourself within that kind of label? Like, how do you respond? Yeah, to well, that? early on, you know, you, you nobody likes to be labeled, especially when you're young and you you're, your whole thing you want to be is, your, is an individual and you don't want to be labeled. You don't want to be like those other people. But then maturity, you get through, you don't worry about the phrase as much as w what the meanings are. The great thing about what's happened in the last 20 years, because hip hop dominating music and all of us white boy suburbans hip hop heads coming up under it you know what i mean so then you had justin and bieber and myself and eminem and so the last 20 years have been the white artists um have, uh, more consistently have been 
accepted for making uh, black music with black musicians. Do you know what I mean? With black artists. And now it's a family, hip hop music, R&B, popular culture music. It's a big unit and family of all of us that have worked with each other for the last 20 years. You know, we're all like six degrees of Usher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. I like that. But yeah, so, you know, now we're a community, you know, actually, just to say, Usher, he sent me the sweetest little uh, 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 video the other day of him singing Lost Without You to his little baby boy in his car seat. Like, this is his favorite song or something like that. He just sent me a sweet little message. And, you know, we go back 15, 16 years, you know. And so I think that now, whatever was blue eyed this or or like, you know, hip hoppers dress it like Migos dressing however they want and Chrome Hearts rock and roll gear and stinny tight jeans. All that stuff is now the hip hop generation has taken over all of that, you know. And so I don't think color lines are are anything what they used to be in the in the music and in the youth culture, you know. Yeah, definitely. And it's really dope because you have you have definitely caught the eye of the black female audience. <laughs> Well, I was probably committed to that. You know, I was with a black woman for 20 years. You know what I mean? So when you're with a black woman, she's telling you what the world is. You know what I mean? And and you learn a lot. I mean, that's the whole thing is if we listen to each other, if we asked each other more questions and actually listened to each other more, you know, we would understand everybody's journey, you know. And to be with a black woman for 20 years who was president of the Black Student Union, who was working her butt off in Hollywood, who had to deal with everything you have to deal with as a black woman in America. I got that information daily, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, be, it you, you end up you can't live it, but you can understand it. You can you, you know what it is, you know. I love that. So this new album, On Earth and in Heaven, it's really good. We got to have a little sneak peek. And you said... When I looked over my album notes, the phrase that kept coming to mind was on earth and in heaven. And you realize that's what you were singing about, the people who aren't here and the people who are that I love and made me who I am. This music is the sunshine coming out after the rain, which I thought was so poetic. Can you just share more about um, how, you know, the loss of your father, your mentor, Andre Harrell, but also like your growing family, just what that all means to you and how it translated into this album? Well, you know, I'd had a, a really good run. Um, my music had continued on an upswing, you know, some ups and downs, but then the fame hit and I was drinking too much and I wasn't in a great place and I kind of lost myself there and, and uh, I made some mistakes. And, you know, we all reach a point where we really have to look in the mirror and figure out who we want to be and, and what kind of example we want to set for our children, you know. And so I just had to wake up and grow up. I was still a, a kid in a grown man's body in some ways, you know? (laughs) And so, so then of course, here I am in this place and then my father passes, you know, then my house burns down. Then all these things that just kept getting, you know, uh, being challenged more and more. And, and then I look to my son and, and I'm like, but I have to be an example. I have to walk strong and walk tall and, and keep it fun and keep everybody dancing and laughing and show him how to be a kind human being. So my children have really, uh, brought out the best in me you know and uh and i and i know that uh now my father being gone and andre harrell who was my mentor who passed last year now since he passed it's just like okay it's too much loss it's too much pain i just have to live every day to the fullest i have to i really have to live the way i've 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 been saying i should you know and really uh um do make the most of each day and so i you know we can't always do that 
but it's definitely made a turn in my life. I'm living healthier. I'm much happier. My house is happier. My children are thriving, you know? So I think it starts from the inside out. Sometimes we think we have to get a job or we have to make that check or, and that's, what's going to change things. But most of the time it starts inside, you know, and that's where thing where change starts. Yeah. That's so beautifully said. Um, some friends and I, the other day were actually just talking about what do we live for? Like, what are we, what are some of our reasons to live? And it definitely sounds like family and your children are one of the big ones for you. Um, we were curious about how it feels to be a girl dad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm a, um, uh, I'm a sweetheart, you know, in the end, I'm a real romantic and a sentimental guy and I'm all about family and, and uh, staying connected. And so, so my daughters are my world now, obviously, you know, uh, they're the most important album I'll ever make. <laughs> and so everything that I know and love uh, goes into them, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and they bring me more joy on a daily basis than the things I thought were going to make me happy. Yes, I wanted fame and I wanted money and I wanted to travel and I wanted respect, you know, a lot of the same things we all want at the core you know but we want respect we want money we want our parents to be proud of us so um you know but now i want my kids to be proud of me i want the, i don't want my girls to end up being teenagers going dad's a loser you know <laughs> and so uh, now they they drive me to be uh to be my best and to, to make them proud of me you know i love it i gotta tell you i have had one of your songs yeah yeah in my head I love that song thank you so much I also I also really loved um out of my mind I think it's like a beautiful song and I saw the notes and it said that you actually wrote that song about dealing with depression and anxiety and finding a sense of peace and calm um and I actually lost my dad too um and something I think about a lot and um, we also always talk about therapy and like working on your mental health. I wondered if you could share like any coping mechanisms that you um, that you have for our listeners who might be dealing with those same feelings. Yeah, I, I mean, not therapy is not for everybody all the time, but it definitely opens barriers for us. Do you know what I mean? Like even just to go once or twice or like if you're struggling in your relationship, one visit, one conversation with a third party can change things. You know, one new perspective that that, that you haven't looked at, you know, couples therapy has been great <clears throat> for me in April. And it's been it's been great for me and Paul in in uh, co-parenting. We've had to, we've had a few sessions and they it's really helped for us. So I am a, am a total believer in therapy, even if it's not for you all the time. You don't want to do that every week. You don't want to put that on your schedule. Totally understandable. But when you hit a wall and you know you've hit a wall and you're standing still, it's it's a, a great way to knock that wall down is to have a, a, a third party or another person help you. Thank you. Yeah, that's such good, great feedback. And like, I appreciate you being so open. Like, I feel like people really front these days and you were like, no, like you got well, you know I mean, to do it. My, my shit's been out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've, I've had, I've had a lot of great success and I've done some silly things and, and I've, I've uh, been up and down and, and now I'm truly genuinely happy in some ways, you know, not, not, we still want more and we're ambitious and we strive and I artistically, I want so much more, but I love my days with my kids I love uh, my time with my mom, probably because I lost two of the most important people in my life mm -hmm. recently that I'm making sure I value 
and appreciate uh, the people I have. And that's what the album is about, you know, that it's just like I'm I'm soaking in the love that I still have here, you know. Absolutely. Because, of, because so I missed the people that have moved on. I know it's kind of hard to pick because like each song might be like your baby. But is there one that you're like, this is my all time favorite of the new album? Well, the first song that I wrote was the uh, That's What Love Can Do uh, song, the song that is now the last song on the album. That was the first song I wrote after my father passed. And that has a very special place for me because it's exactly about what I said. It's it's um, the first lyric is turn a boy into a good man because I was looking at my son and I was looking at myself, my father now having moved on. I've got to turn this boy into a good man. And I got to turn this boy into a good man. <laughs> you know what I mean? My son. So that became my priority when my father passed. And uh, so that song obviously is very important to me. And then um, the first song on the album was the last song that I wrote. It's called Lucky Star. And that's when I knew the album was finished because Lucky Star really spoke to my feeling about Andre Harrell and my feelings towards my father and my feelings about loss and and how to how to get through that in a positive and faithful way because we want to have faith there is a heaven we want to have faith we'll see them again we want to have faith we'll feel their energy again you know and so uh that takes a little belief yes yeah i love that so being that we are black girls texting we always take some time to shout out and celebrate black women and we wanted to know who are um, some of your favorite Black women musicians oh, who have influenced oh, you? So many. Nina Simone. Right Nina Simone. Uh, Michelle Obama. I have a picture with Michelle Obama that is right in the center of everything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she looked amazing uh, at you the know, Yeah, no, just my heroes. You know, I mean, um, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, just Oprah changed my career. She's given me, she's just one of the most, honest and and um, um, important voices you could we could ever have you know in any room at any time <laughs> and um you know and what uh, about paula 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 i have to honor paula who for 20 years guided me and 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 uh helped the for the better, best parts of me helped turn me into the man i am you know and uh so there's uh there's so many um different inspiring characters uh um I could go uh, Whitney Houston, who uh, was my favorite singer growing up, who I practiced every run relentlessly. Ooh, Shade just <laughs> watched The Bodyguard. When, yeah, when she passed, I did a remake of uh, the Shoop song, actually. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My so, so, yeah, uh, been inspired my whole life. Janet Jackson, you know how, how inspiring Janet Jackson's Control album was? What? As a young, whatever I was, eight, nine year old kid getting into music. Oh, man. So much legendary Felicia legendary. Rashad, Felicia Rashad. Shout out Felicia. I love it. I'm like, Creek. we can keep going. I'm like, Creek Creek I know, there's a lot. Creek Summers, Jasmine. What was, what was uh, Lisa Bonet? What was the on the, the show after the Cosby show at Hillman? Uh, uh, a different, a different world. world, different world. Yeah, All, the whole different world cast. <laughs> yeah, wait, did you say Jasmine Sullivan? Yeah, you know, no, I, well, Jasmine album? Sullivan, actually, yes, because her new music and Brandy, you know, I wrote on Brandy's Ooh. first album oh, when wow. I was 16 and she was 14. We did a song <laughs> together. No way. Babies. Yeah, on her very first album. Yeah. Wait, which song? It's called Love is on My Side. 
on her debut album. That is so cool. Damn, you've been Sullivan doing this. Is one of the, oh, Jasmine, that's what's so, so incredible about Jasmine is she's, we don't even know what her body of work's gonna be over the next 20 years. That voice, that soul, that heart that she has, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna bless us for another, a whole lifetime. It's unreal. Agreed, agreed. It's unreal. She's an incredible uh, vocalist and, and person. Love Jet. Wow. It just really shows that you're passionate about your music. You're passionate about your family. You're still going. You've been giving us hit after hit after hit. We're really excited for everyone to hear your new album. And we're really grateful for you joining us. So y'all better go out and listen to On Earth and in Heaven. It's coming out on the 12th. Just in Woo! time for y'all to get it in. Of your little... <laughs> At home, shelter in place, Valentine's Day shenanigans. Yes, <laughs> don't make a baby. We don't need more Scorpios. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're actually correct. <laughs> Ooh, Glenn's been scored by a Scorpio or two. I'm looking for one. But seriously, Robin, thank you so much for joining us. We really thank appreciate you, ladies. your time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. God All right. bless Bye. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. What would you do? So for this week, we have a what would you do? And it was kind of funny. So, okay. Dear BGT, I recently turned 34 and I'm hoping to settle down soonish or at least find my person that I will grow old with. I am ready. I have an amazing circle of guys who I trust and I'm attracted to some of them. Some of them are even single. The problem is I'm already known around our circle as kind of a, she used the word hoe. Spelled like Jasmine Sullivan's album. Um, <laughs> I had lots of fun in my 20s, which everyone should be doing. Um, don't regret a damn thing. But I am trying to figure out how to let the available suitors know that I'm done hoeing around and I'm ready to be wifed up. How do I suggest or how do you suggest I reinvent myself so the streets know I'm ready to sit my ass down? Mm. Is this me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you 34? <laughs> no, I've definitely hoed around my friend groups, though. Um, hmm. I My first instinct is just sort of like, if this was in your 20s and you're 34, I just feel like you don't have to do any kind of explaining to any of these men. I just, they sh- and if they're your friends and they know who you are and they, and they can recognize the values that you have as a partner, be it your personality, your sense of humor, uh, where you are in your life with your career, all that other kind of stuff. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think you need to be reinventing your yourself. I know people like that, that people's, um, you know, that, that shit stays with them, but it's so, it's so stupid, I think. I am also just curious as to why you want to be dating in your friend circle anyways. I would say it. there's lots of people out here in this world. Um, if you're in a metropolitan city, why don't you go to a bar? How? Church? Maybe not now. Does she need to get wiped <laughs> up today? Mm-hmm. Good. She said a bar or church. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on your vibe, what you're looking for. Go to like events, go to things and you'll meet someone like meet someone outside of your circle. I feel like that always pans out better. Yeah, I I agree. Unless there's someone in, it sounds like there's someone in her circle that she's trying to get at that she wants to know that she's not a hoe anymore. You know, it's like, what are we trying to do here? So I'm going to say, talk to the guy. There's one of them that you like. 
just hit him up, slide in his DMs, send him a text. Have you been? How's quarantine treating you? We should, you know, we should catch up and just see where it goes. Because it sounds like there's a gentleman within that group that you, um, you might fancy and you might think that he's looking at you a certain way. He's probably not even thinking about that. So give it a shot. In addition to Chelsea's recommendations, I think you could do both. And if you go and like hit up one of these guys, don't like go to his house. Like if you're known as someone who does that, I would say make sure you're like meeting somewhere. Make sure that it's clear that this is a date. Like I'm not just coming over to fuck. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, This is complicated. Not the more I think about it now, because yes, the reputation thing is just... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, people are, are are immature, even no matter how old they are, right? And there's the possibility that these boys could still be talking, and that they'll be like, "Oh, you went out with her? Remember how she used to get down?" And that they won't be able to get past that or whatever. Um, but if if a dude is not insecure and ridiculous, then he'll be able to to see you for who you are. So hopefully, the guy that you're trying to slide in the DMs or shoot your shot at is is not a dick. Mm-hmm. I'm a tour man. Yes. Well, good luck, girl. Yes, uh, feel free to email us with the follow up. Uh, anyone who has any questions for us, email us at hello at Black Girls Texting. Be sure to follow us also on Instagram. You can DM us there. Your what would you do? But our Instagram is Black Girls Texting. Um, and don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And listen to that album. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. Got some bops. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.